Jumps up. 20 yards. That is a jewel from Tim On 1116 SEN, the Four Diego's. G'day everyone and welcome to the Four Diego's on 1116 SEN, Melbourne's home of sport. Rodrigo Rodriguez with you. Thanks for joining us. Hey, thanks to Finey uh, and of course Troy Zantuck and Jeff Poulter. Another great show before the Diego's. Vinny Venezuela, good to see you. Good evening, uh, Rodrigo. Hello listeners, good to be here. Yes, uh, Warren looking very relaxed tonight. How are you going? I'm very good, Rodrigo, and thank you, Um I am relaxed, comfortable. Yeah, good, you should All be. All the things I should be. Liverpool doing well. We'll get onto that a little Better bit later on. Better than well, Rodrigo. Carlos, yeah. g'day. You don't look at the ladder until after Christmas, Warren. That's I'm not looking at the ladder, yeah. Carlos. You're going to lose Coutinho. It's all fall apart after that. <laughs> but anyway, good evening, guys. Yes, it's nice good to, to be here. It's fantastic. Uh, it's a bit chilly outside, it's but really? it is Melbourne. It's and, cool. Uh, for me, that is uh, almost sun and surf, the yeah. chill. What's the weather on Father's Day, Warren? Ah, uh, yes. It's very descriptive. Uh, it's actually uh, very chilly in Warren's know. house on Father's Day. Decipher this. Do, do, a shower or do, two do windy and 18. Do your kids actually, you know, do they, do they acknowledge Father's Day with you? You know where they? I'll be on Father's Day? I'll be at Sydenham watching my daughter play a one fifteen game of soccer, second last game of the season. Yep. So that's my Father's Day. And if she scores a goal, that'll all be, that'll be. It's all you need. Are we breaching oh. privacy by by mentioning the team that or the club that you're. Point Cook. Jets? <laughs> yeah, yep. I've I'm heard out. a lot of varying things about that. I don't think we are, Carlos. I don't think we're breaching anything. Not anymore. <laughs> yeah. You'd be breaching if you yeah. told us what you heard about Point <laughs> no, Cook. No, no, no. I heard just good things about yeah, Point no, Cook. Yeah, no, Point Cook, great club. It's, yeah. it's bursting at the seams with participation. I, I, I'll tell it? you a story, and this is story. Last week, it was a bye week. Yep. And uh, it was fathers and mothers versus daughters. <laughs> Conditions were poor. But when you've got an ex-Socceroo father in your team, Ooh. Joey Spateri. Oh, yes. When you've got an ex-Socceroo... Target man? Was he your target <laughs> man? <laughs> we played 25 minutes. It was 10-2. <laughs> and most of us didn't yeah. contribute a lot to that. It yeah. was just... Yeah, Joey doing it all. And his daughter, really good player. It was it was yep. an excellent day. But uh, yep. You would have been putting the slide tackles into I the I was on the outer wing. Girls. I was on the other yeah. wing. And I would just give the ball. Were you was like a Dimmy Berbatov just picking mushrooms on the wing there? Not <laughs> pretty much. Not pretty much. It was sulking a great... and not getting no, the ball. No, it was a great oh, he day. would have been sulking. Yeah, but it helps. He's a sulker. <laughs> Warren's a sulker. It helps when the average age of the team is probably forty-five to fifty that you've got an ex-soccer yeah. just to roll up and play for yeah. you, play for your team, which is good. I find that the older you get, you just uh, start favouring the long ball game, <laughs> yeah, or the no ball game. Yeah. Hey, we've got a big show for you tonight. Mike McGrath coming up a little bit later on. We'll catch up with Mike about everything in the EPL, of course. Uh, we'll take your text messages on zero four double three ninety eight eleven sixteen. We'd love to hear from you, or give us a call on nine four two nine eleven sixteen. Your calls on the SEN open line. Thanks to Get Wines Direct online wines made easy and the best deals every day. That's uh, Get Wines Direct nine four two nine eleven sixteen. It's ten past eleven. Boys, I'm going to reinstate the uh, Rodrigo's Q and A tonight because uh, oh, that's Jeez. a bit of a sudden stop I there. But uh, didn't read the running sheet. Very good. <laughs> no, no, that's that's good. That's why, Warren. I'm I'm, I'm giving you a bit of a chop out tonight. But uh, hey, thank you, United Arab Emirates. 
That's all I want to say. <laughs> it's true. You've breathed life, yeah, like positive life, yep. into the Socceroos uh, World Cup qualification opportunities. Of course, we take on um, Japan tomorrow night. United Arab Emirates defeated Saudi Arabia. Yep. Which means that they've, well, we've got a game in hand and we're on equal points with them. And then yep. they go and play Japan. Cool. In the in the final round, yep. and we've got uh, Thailand. Oh, easy beats, easy beats. <laughs> I've already put the house on Thailand. <laughs> yeah, no, I told you not to. Yeah, no, I've done it. I told you that was a risk. Yeah, no, I did that actually did at the start of the campaign. <laughs> He's got more yeah, than Carmen one house. Carmen doesn't know. Carmen right, doesn't okay. know, and well, she doesn't right listen. Then. It's late at that's night. All right, then. <laughs> right, the house is on there, and the flat is on there. You know, the highly geared flat I've got. Yeah, that's, that's on there too. <laughs> well, you may as well get rid of yeah. that, Carlos. Rodrigo, you know what I want to say? What you... This is what I want to say, and I'm going to say it in Japanese for our oh, good. blue samurai friends. I want to say, Toro no tame ni pure suru, which means play for a draw. <laughs> that's what we're going to do. We're going to play for a draw now. Yep, that's we'll, the message. We'll teach the blue samurais about sitting can back. You, so, you... so which Aussie in the team's going to go and whisper that in the coach's no, ear? No. All Vinny, of them. I want you to tweet that to Ange. <laughs> I want you to private message Ange yeah. with what is it? Doro no tame ni puro suru. Yeah, it didn't sound anything like. The you first know what time. they should do? You know, one thing that we learned here in in uh, in Victorian football from a young age in the old state leagues, whenever you reach the last game of the season, you're either fighting relegation, or you're going to try and win promotion or win the league. You and the other team's got nothing to gain from it. You do go and organise something, you know, behind the scenes. Uh-huh. You have a bit of a word to them. You know, you help us now. We'll you, yeah, we'll That's not how we roll, later. Carlos. Yeah, yeah. It's a bit of FIFA stuff going on. Yeah. But maybe, you know, look, why don't you just go the old school way of trying to negotiate this uh, this result tomorrow night? Somebody's got to take Ange away. <laughs> because this is, this is a time where we have a philosophy. We, you know, we want to play a certain way. Warren. But somebody's got to... Put his hand on somebody's got to put their hand on his shoulder and say, Pragma- let's be pragmatic about this end. We can compromise the way we want to play to get the result we need. Surely, Carlos, and I asked you this, surely there's not a question that he'll be pragmatic and the draw is what we'll set up for. How long have you watched Ange Postacoglu coach? Not, not, not just the A-League or soccer. How long? 20 years? 25 years? A while. Yeah, okay. When has he ever been pragmatic? And what a ridiculous question to ask, knowing that he's never been pragmatic. He wouldn't know what that is. He wouldn't even know how to coach a team to defend. So it's going to be... If the Japanese are going to come at us. We're going to go at them. And we hope we've got enough uh, prolific prongs in our team to be able to get a couple of goals and defend as well as we can. But, Carlos, if they do just come out and say, Doro no tame ni pure suru, the the blue samurais then get edgy because they think, oh, my God, we have to – they're going to – they're going to thwart us. (laughs) They're sitting back. They get towy. We get them on the quick counter. They did it to us when they played at Etihad. And absolutely, uh, their fans slaughtered them when they went back home, even though it was a one-all draw. I mean, it's just very un-Japanese. Like, we won't see that, you know, on their home ground in the game that they have to win against us tomorrow night. But we, I mean, we just, we wouldn't know how to do it, even if, if Ange said it in Greek to them. Can you do that in Greek, Vinny? <laughs> in a minute. You're asking too much of yeah, me, yeah, Carlos, no, at no, this no. point. Well, in Aussie, just say, well, if Ange sat the boys down and said, listen, guys, you know all the proactive stuff, all the... Uh, the possession, pressing and yeah, the pressing and the sit possession bully instead. stuff we've been talking about for the last four years. I want to park the bus tonight. The boys wouldn't know what to do. 
they would not know what to do. So it's not in our uh, DNA under Ange, uh, Warren. So the answer is it, we're just going to go for the win. We're going to press high, hopefully turn over the ball, you know, force them to turn over the ball in their own half and sneak a couple of goals with the likes of Rogic and, and Moy. And, you know, is Ange ever going to play Rogic and Moy? Because he didn't do it in, against Chile. It was probably our best performance in a long time. The other thing I think the Socceroos could say, just to keep the Japanese on edge, after, apart from my little statement there about playing for, the, for a draw, is something like, Hark, that missile seems to be flying lower. <laughs> I know. I know. That'll reckon, put them on edge too. Do you reckon that, I don't think there's been enough noise about that. If there was an AFL team... be noise, Carl. I'm telling you, if there was an AFL team in Japan right now, yes. you know, training for, you know, for four, playing for four points against someone, right... Uh, it would be all over the papers about getting the boys out of the country. Get them out of the country because we definitely know we'll the cricketers lose. wouldn't be playing oh, if they were there. Well, those soccer guys are there. Oh no, it's okay. It's just a you know North Korea's just shot a missile. That's true. Over the top I never of thought of that. <laughs> really? Fair Can you imagine if there was any other athlete? Any other Australian athlete over there in that country? Oh, there would have been advanced parties. Oh, uh, there, there would have been. been yeah. SAS would have been <laughs> over right. there to yes, smuggle the guys yes. out. Except Warney. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, they would have left him there. Really, Warney. That's true. Hey, Dean in Crib Point, do Australia still qualify if it's a draw one all? Yeah, of course. If uh, they beat Thailand. Yeah, they've got to beat Thailand. Yes, mm. uh, that's uh, four points. A win will get us through. I haven't done my mathematics here, but everyone, everyone in the media said a win will get us through uh, because then Japan have got to play Saudi Arabia in that last game. And it's cutthroat. Uh, and, of course, um, uh, Japan's got to win. Saudi Arabia's got to win in that mm. game. So they'll take points off each other. So we'll definitely go through as either first or second. Um, and, of course, we're all assuming we're going to beat Thailand here at Amy Park, you know, uh, the following Tuesday. Yeah, drawing a, a win gets mm. us through. Yep. Warren? Because it's going to be a draw makes that Saudi Arabia-Japan game perhaps the biggest World Cup qualifier of all time, because well, of all time, well, not that's <laughs> of all time, it's certainly of twenty seventeen, certainly of Japan, certainly of, on that night, <laughs> it would be a big game on of that all night, time. yeah, in Asia for Japan. <laughs> hey, so obviously, Carlos, do you do you think Moy and Rogic will play tomorrow? Oh, who, who I wouldn't have a clue what Ange is going to do. Um, like you said, against Chile, he he had players who I would never have thought. We're going to be in that team. In fact, when I saw the squad before the game, I'm thinking, we got no chance against Chile, but they rose to the occasion. Mm. As he said today in a, in, a, in a press conference, he said he picks his team to suit the opposition. Now, he may turn around and say, Japan, away from home, I might not go with Rogic and, uh, and Moy. I just might not go with them uh, for some, whatever reason. Because he's got Irvine there. He's got Milligan. He's got, um, in that midfield, he's got Troisi, who was man of the match against Ch- uh, Chile. Who knows what he's thinking? Juric, uh, uh, at the moment, has got a bit of a, you know, a knock from the weekend from playing in Switzerland. You know, will he start with a Jamie McLaren, for example? Who knows? Tim Cale. Like, Timmy Cale. He could, by the way, I'll tell you what, the Japanese are so scared of Cale. Yeah, exactly. And I, like, I was there myself a couple of, you know, in the World Cup qualifier in Osaka, and all week they were... In the papers, I was, the Japanese were coming out and saying, we've planned to stop Kale. That's we right. just planned to stop him. We've got, we're going to do everything. We've got, this te- we've got this strategy to stop him. Anyway, Ange starts him on the bench, which threw out their strategy straight away. He comes on in the last 15 minutes. Guess what? After months and months of planning, a whole week in the media saying how they're going to stop Timmy Kale, his first touch was a header, goal, straight away. Yeah, no, so fantastic. they would be absolutely petrified about Timmy Kale.
can't wait for this tomorrow night. Uh, it starts at 8.30, and uh, this, is, uh, this is exciting, boys, because Australian-Japan games are fantastic anyway. Yep. The one Vinny and I, we went yes. to, uh, Eddie had um, earlier in the year or, or late last year, can't remember when, but um, look, they killed us that night. They, mm. uh, they, they played us on a break, so uh, looking forward to inflicting some uh, some damage on the uh, Blue Samurai tomorrow night. Can't wait for it. Hey, uh, you, you mentioned Jackson Irvine. Yeah. Uh, nice uh, move to Hull City in the championship. Big it's move. interesting, yeah. I mean, Burton Albion is a small club who's done wonderfully well over the last couple of years, getting promoted year after year. But battled relegation last year, but Jackson Irvine was a shining light for them. And uh, Hull City's a team that's big enough to go for promotion. So he's it's a step up for him. Um, a lot of people thought that <clears throat> he may have gone to a, an English Premier League club, but in hindsight, probably a little bit early. But if he goes up with Hull City as an important player for them at his age, he will be then an EPL player in a club that wants to play him, like uh, like Moy. I think and, it's fantastic in that respect. And he's gone with the club's blessing because the yeah. club, club got a bit of coin Absolutely. for him too, which was, which was good for everyone, really. Yeah. Yeah, very good stuff there. And what about the, uh, just moving on now, FFA Cup, of course, last night. the uh, We're into the uh, round of 16 coming up very, very soon. But uh, Sydney FC, just go through some scores here. Sydney FC uh, defeated Bankstown Berries 3-0. Blacktown City defeated Apia Leichhardt 3-1. Melbourne City defeated Harkoa 3-2. And the Bentley Greens got thumped by Western Sydney. Wanderers. No, that's unfair. No, no, what well, was unfair? 4-0's a thumping. It was an unfair thumping. What, did they? What they were did better they than that Bentley. I thought they played quite. They played. Quite I was well. disappointed with Bentley last night, but uh, but it, there's good reason. They're a bit tired. They've, uh, you know, there's a bit of a log jam of. And they're uh, going to play South Melbourne yeah, on the weekend. So. Uh, on Friday, on Friday, Friday night. night. Yeah, Apparently, they're they're very upset with the FFE scheduling games and not looking after these teams that are playing FFA Cup. And look, I think we've, as a sport, we've got to do that better. I'm sure that the FFV have got reasons why they schedule that way, but it's just not good enough. I think uh, Heidelberg played the game against Perth during the week and then had to play a really important game on the Friday, got beaten uh, in the lead-up to the uh, in the lead up to the finals a couple of weeks ago. So we've got to find a way of looking after these clubs that are excelling on a couple of different fronts. And, uh, and of course, this, F- this is FFA Cup. Uh, they want to put everything into that because it means so much mm. to them on a national scale. But I, I want to go to you, Warren. Mm. Carlos. Melbourne City, 3-2 winners over yeah, Harcoa, yeah. which is magnificent. Would you, would you relinquish that win uh, in exchange for a healthy Bruno Fornaroli? Yeah, I have been out of the loop today. I've been away from communication. Damage his okay? ankle. His, his, his career's over. What? <laughs> He's, no, his career's over. No, no, he's, he's damaged his ankle, I reckon, it's two months. And he's going to two Barcelona. Months, two months, It's over for you guys. He's going to Barcelona with <laughs> yeah. Coutinho. Yeah. How do you hurt an ankle that gets... No, it was a tackle. That he's no, no, I know, I know. Look, there's no fracture, just to make you feel better. There's no fracture, no breaks, but it's bad enough for him to be walking off the plane with a moon boot today. A moon boot. This will be the making of Melbourne City. If, if our listeners could see your face when Carlos was breaking that news oh, to you, it, it would have been... I can't see where we're going to get a goal. What happened last <laughs> week, too, when he tweeted that Karuska was coming to Melbourne City? Well, it, it looks like he is. Oh, not, they haven't announced anything They haven't yet. announced anything. They went early with, with the tweet. Well, he did. He did. Yeah, I think... Yeah, but listen, let's I'm get back to it. disappointed, Carlos. Would you give the three points away in exchange for a healthy Bruno Fornaroli? Yeah, I probably would. Yeah? Yeah, I think I would. But back-to-back FFA Cup 
winners? Oh, no. Once you win one bit of tin, you don't want to win the same bit of tin again. You, you want to win a different piece of tin. No, you want to win something else. Twice in a row would be a story to tell, you know? Yeah, no. You've it twice yeah, in a row. Yeah. And, no one else and has now, done it twice without Bruno, it'll be a backs against the wall type twice of Twice in a row. Well, you, you've got. to play Melbourne. You've Melbourne. drawn Sydney FC. Yeah, away. Actually. That's comfortable. So, I mean, they haven't lost there in about four and a half years, but that's okay. But this could could this be the making of Tim Kale? The making of <laughs> for, for Melbourne City. His, his career could go places <laughs> if he, he nails this. Because we know we all know that. Tim Kale and Bruno Fornaroli can't play That's at the it. same time you, the same team. You said that. You went early with that. Yeah, you yeah, were probably yeah. right. Yeah, uh, uh, they both I'm, scored more than yeah, right. double-figure goals yeah, last season. But, but they can't you, play but, together. But they can't play together, though. No, that's true. You know, And maybe Timmy Kale, this could be a chance for him to just you know, release the shackles completely. Make Bruno redundant, possibly. <laughs> no, look, it's interesting. So we're talking two months, aren't we? It, it's not oh, completely... Surely. Melbourne City haven't told us. People are just yeah. speculating. Mm. Uh, but, uh, but look, apparently it was serious enough for them to re- be very, very concerned about it. Yeah, mm. well, that's disappointing. And Melbourne City, it's been a, it's been a low-key build-up for Melbourne City so far this preseason. They haven't really signed... Many people. Jamison's probably the biggest. So, look, a test for their depth, a test for the for the uh, the new manager, and I'm sure that they'll come through with flying colours, Carlos. I think they'll be more resilient, Warren. Yeah, I think they will be harder to beat. Yeah, they've deliberately brought in the, the coaching staff that's got a bit of hard edge to them. Train hard, you know, not Play be hard. so yeah, not be so soft. But whether that translates into um, you know winning games, sometimes you can go the other way too much. Uh, so Manny Musket will definitely come back into this team. Well, he's, a, he's, a, he's a tough duck. He's been he? training. Yeah. They refused to spray when Fornaroli was here. They refused. No, they said toughen up. Hey, so just uh, just for posterity's sake, the round of 16 draw for the FFA Cup is Sydney FC take on Melbourne City. Heidelberg uh, play Adelaide United. Gold Coast City FC play South Melbourne. And Blacktown City take on Western Sydney Wanderers. I will go so far as to say, if the way the draws come out, and I know it's a random draw for the semi-finals, somebody will most likely draw Sydney. We could be looking at a we could be looking at a Derby grand final, possibly. Western Sydney Wanderers have been quite impressive, but I actually no, get, I'm a, hoping I get a sense we'll get a non-A-League yeah. team in the grand final Absolutely. this time. I mean, Best one, chance one of ever. Sydney FC or Melbourne City's got to go. Yep. One of, uh, well... Let's no, no, hope. see. Yeah, look, you still can get West Sydney. You can Sydney get Western Sydney Wanderers yeah. and Sydney and Adelaide and Sydney through. So. Yeah, look, I, I can't... Look, as much as... I think Heidelberg got Perth when they were very, very underdone and Heidelberg were flying at that time. Uh, Adelaide United, they knocked out Melbourne Victory and played, well, only 50... You know, half that game they played well. The other half, they weren't that good. You know, Heidelberg on their own patch there at Olympic Village... In Heidelberg, yeah, I think they're always a chance. But South Melbourne, they're the ones. You've been talking about big South Melbourne with the A League bid and stuff. Got the draw to chance. suit, yep. make the semi final and make the final. Okay, to be, back up be fantastic. the I mean, bid proposal, and then Carlos will get on board an A League bid if you do that. If this game teaches you one thing, is that unless you're Liechtenstein, you're always a chance to win a game. True. Big oh, Monaco. <laughs> hey, let's take a break now. And when we come back, we'll talk to Mike McGrath. This is the Four Diego's on 1116 SEN, Melbourne's home of sport. On 1116 SEN, the Four Diego's. Thanks for your company on this chilly Wednesday night. Uh, Rodrigo with you, Vinny Venezuela, Carlos Alberto Diego and Warren in the house uh, on SEN, Melbourne's home of sport. Let's go to the UK now and catch up with our man from the sun.co.uk. G'day, Mike. Welcome to the Four Diego's. 
Hi, guys. Thanks for having me on. You heard the boys. They're all here tonight and ready to uh, talk to you. Hope you're going well. Hey, uh, the, the uh, blinds are about to be drawn on the uh, transfer window, Mike. Um, have you got any late news, breaking news for the Diegos? Oh, well, I mean, it's, it's, I think it, they're all kind of getting, in, getting their cards in place ready for tomorrow, really, for that final 24 hours. It's a really difficult one because of international duty. Um, so over here today, it's, it's not as busy as it was yesterday, but we're obviously we're expecting City to go back in for Alexis Sanchez. That's potentially the biggest one of the next day or so. Mike, has Sanchez offered to pay the first ten million? <laughs> he can't want to stay there anymore. Yeah, I mean, he's. I think there's also the fact that they're they're happy to see Oxley Chamberlain. And also Kieran Gibbs, who's just moved uh, to West Brom, letting all these players go. So he's probably saying, well, what, why aren't you letting me go? So, um, it's, you know, it's mega money as well for a player with less than a year left on his contract. Now, Mike, it's Carlos. Uh, there was talk in the last 24 hours about uh, Manchester City coming up with maybe a 50 to 70 million uh, pound sort of bid plus Raheem Sterling who wanted to leave. Is is there anything more? Because I haven't heard anything more since that last story, and it seemed like both clubs were interested in talking those terms. Yeah, just just a developing story really, because over here now we're kind of hearing that Sterling probably won't be part of any deal going the other way. Um, I mean, Pep. Pep is a he's quite a big Raheem fan. I mean, he's maybe not started the games this season, but he's come on and he's made an impression. I know during the time between Bayern Munich and City, I think there was contact there. It was quite widely reported that Pep did speak to Sterling. He was going through a bit of a crisis of confidence with England, but um, I, they're just saying over here now that you know that that is probably going to be a straight cash deal for Sanchez if that one's going to happen. Mike, I won't ask a Liverpool question because I've been directed by Carlos <laughs> to ask less of them, but I will get there eventually. But Sergio Aguero, forget injuries, is pound for pound the best striker, full stop, in the Premier League over the last five years. I don't think there's any doubt about that. Is Pep just? Is he just showing how much money he's got to spend? I don't understand the logic. I, I get a sense that both want to be the main man, both want to play as often as possible, that they're not going to play together. I mean, what's the logic behind the Sanchez move? Well, I think with Sanchez, from what I've been told, is that he's not just a straight striker. That he thinks he can play in any of kind of I suppose four slots. In the um, in his attack, which could be striker if needed, number ten or a forward on either of the wings. I think they are different. Aguero doesn't uh, seem to Aguero, think so. Well, Aguero, I, the the problem with Aguero uh, that we picked up on is that he's just not that Pep Guardiola type of forward. He is, like you say, one of the best. I would say not even the best five. I think you say. One of the best strikers we've seen in the Premier League. Um, he is an inc- he will be remembered as a Premier League great whenever he leaves or retires if he stays at City. But I think there's a, there's a feeling that he's probably not quite as appreciated 
over here. There's a few reasons for that, which uh, which I could go into. But he, you know, he's never been in the Premier League, the PFA Player of the Year, let alone been near the Player of the Year award. He's created some of the most, me- well, one of the most memorable Premier League moments um, ever when he won the league in the final minute. Yeah, he seems to be not quite appreciated. I think Guardiola's in that camp that doesn't quite, he's not, he, he doesn't, maybe he's not as mobile as as Jesus, um, Gabriel Jesus is, um, but his record is incredible that when he's around the box, movement or not, he knows how to put the ball in the net. So, Mike, could there be a late bid by Arsenal because the make-weight, instead of Raheem Sterling, there was some suggestion that Sergio Aguero could be that make-weight and given that Wenger might not ask too much of the defensive side of Aguero in that in that forward third, he might, you know, go with him and he might flourish. He'd be, a, I think, he'd be a fantastic pickup for Arsenal. I think he'd be. He, he would. He would go well with any of any of the nineteen other Premier League teams. And but I think I don't think City would allow that to happen. Um, as much as we we've seen Matic move to a rival, I don't think City have got the appetite to let him go. And if he was to if he was to leave, it would likely to be um, to Spain if they were to let him go. But he is it's a it's a very very yeah it's a sensitive issue I think about and I think Pep takes it quite to heart that he gets asked so much about Sergio Aguero and how he can't find a place for this guy who is who is one of the great players and also. Um, even if Pep doesn't like him uh, starting, you know what he did at the weekend, sticking up for the City fan as well. Mike, uh, only you know go down well. Mike, sorry about that. Uh, Vinny here again. I just wanted to ask: uh, the, with the four 0 loss to uh, Liverpool, is that the four 0 loss Arsenal had to have? <laughs> and and is it true that Wenger is just doing the uh, the grocery shopping with the FA Cup in the trolley as well now? <laughs> Yeah, that could be the case. Um, uh, it was, look, it's been we're, we're focused on internationals now, but the fallout from Saturday, uh, from Sunday, is still kind of going on. What you know, what what's going on at Arsenal? It's just um, you know, I suppose nothing much has changed really from where we were last year. But um, certainly, it was a real kind of eye-opening defeat the amount of things that just went wrong for them um, from team selection onwards was just incredible. So, you know, the, the international break could probably come, it's probably come at quite a good time for him. Mike, I am going to ask the Liverpool question now. And I, I think the next 24 hours probably will determine whether Liverpool have maybe almost had the perfect, you know, transfer window. But I wonder where the performance on... Sunday our time leaves Liverpool with regards to Coutinho. And I know depth and quality of player when you're playing in four competitions, including Champions League, is important. But I think you got an insight into what Liverpool are capable of with Salah and also Mane and Firmino, who I think is really continuing to improve. And I know Henderson's a bit of a risk in the midfield and they probably need a bit of depth there. Maybe Lamar and, and Coutinho, I mean... I mean, Oxlade-Chamberlain could come in and if they got Van Dyke, do you think 
those three things can happen and Coutinho stays? Or do you think Liverpool are still probably considering whether they can let Coutinho go, particularly with Kieta coming next season? Yeah, I, I just don't think that the owners can really let him go at this point um, after coming out so strongly. So it's probably going to be down to Jurgen Klopp and what he can do as a manager to get this player back on side. Because he's probably, you know, he's been he's been offered, you know, a winning a winning lottery ticket and having it taken away straight away because he's not allowed to move. And 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 this is his dream as well. This is an absolute his everything he wants is Barcelona. So it's going to really be down to whether Klopp can make him pay, uh, play again. Um, wh- whether I can see the other things happening, I-, I don't think Lamar will happen because I think Monaco want too much. Um, and and Lamar himself as well is not exactly pushing for a move at the moment. I think he's quite happy to stay for one season in France. Van Dijk I wouldn't rule out, but it will depend on how... Uh, Southampton feel after everything that happened earlier in the summer when they fell out dramatically with Liverpool um, and Oxley Chamberlain it looks like Liverpool or nothing really Liverpool or staying because Chelsea over here um, this morning news coming out that it, it, Chelsea looks unlikely now so, so some of them could happen but maybe not all of them But Liverpool are going pretty well Mike aren't they early in well, the They're the best team in the world in the history of football <laughs> Warren with the way they were recruited. No, I was asking Mike, <laughs> Carlos. Mike, they... Look, they, that was a great performance on on Sunday. You know, it was one that, you know, fans will remember for a long time. It was, and it kind of not only gave them three points and the great win, it kind of dented any, any kind of momentum Arsenal had. It was like a double whammy. Um, there's still problems there. I think they they need a, a keeper. You don't win you don't win the title with a uh, with a keeper that makes a lot of mistakes. Um, and they seem to have um, they don't even well Mignolet was I, I'd say dropped or rested for that one. Um, and they do need a centre back. I think they should have had a full back if um, if Van Dyke doesn't happen. And, and Coutinho, you know, is a problem at this stage in time. So, yeah, things are going really well. But, you know, as, as we sometimes do as journalists, sometimes see the, see the pitfalls as well. Mike's for that, Mike. You've just impressed <laughs> me now, but that's all right. Mike, <laughs> I know it's not EPL, but I want to take you across the channel for a moment to France. Uh, PSG, we know that they've picked up Neymar. They're spending stupidly. Uh, Mbappé, I think, is having the cough test as we speak, uh, the medical <laughs> he's having there, and uh, looks like they're going to pick him up. Is the, you know, the, the, the three-pronged attack of uh, a Neymar, Cavani, and uh, Mbappé, plus a variety in midfield doing his stuff there, De Maria's still there, uh, other great players. Is that enough, do you think, at this early stage to say PSG might give the Champions League a bit of a shake? I, I think they will They will probably be quarterfinal onwards again, maybe semi-final. I, I remember them defeating Chelsea and looking very good, you know, when David Luiz was in Paris rather than at Chelsea, this was... Um, and they were great that night at Stamford Bridge. Cavani was great, and they've added that. They've added to that. Um, they may have lost lost Latam, but that, they are going to be a threat with Neymar. But I just some, I just wonder about that the standard of that league um, there, and they they really they really are playing against 
inferior competition every, you know, most weeks. Whereas, um, you know, we've got a much better standard in the Premier League. People might say that it, it's to our detriment because they, it takes too much out of the um, out of the players when they face the European teams. But I, I just think that sometimes it, that it can be a real shock to the system when PSG face a, a real top team. Um, so I think at the moment in Europe, people just aren't looking much further past Real Madrid at the moment. But yeah, you know, PSG might might shock people. They've got match winners, um, or you know, across their front line. So it does give them a, a, a chance. Now, Mike, uh, England uh, is uh, showing up without without Rooney. It's the first time for a long time that Rooney just isn't going to be in the mix. Do we know if there are any wedding receptions nearby <laughs> either game where he can just sort of make a surprise entrance and just have a good time anyway? <laughs> Well, it is Malta, you know, it's a beautiful uh, place. Of course. It's, it's sunshine over there and beaches, and um, so there'll be a few revellers, I'm sure. Are you going, Mike, to, to cover the game? Yes, I'm leaving. Yeah, it's going to be a really fun um, deadline day tomorrow. So we've got uh, not only the clock ticking on the, on the transfer window, but travel over to Malta, which uh, takes um, three hours out of the day. So... Uh, unless there's Wi-Fi on the on the plane, we're going to be kind of sending texts before we get on and then checking them as we arrive. For balancing your reporting, will you go and seek out the, the Maltese star and do a one-on-one with one of the Maltese stars? I think we might have lost Mike, we lost you? Hello? Mike. I think he's on his way to Malta now. Yes, no, I think... Uh... Just for a second. It was a hard it was question. Like he was in it was a tough question, though. Yeah, it was a tough, hard <laughs> he, he question. He must have dropped out of Wi-Fi himself. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, hey, that's it for Mike McGrath, unfortunately. He's on his way to Malta. He's got a deadline, yep. and it obviously just passed. Yeah. So He panicked. He did. <laughs> he, did. <laughs> he just reminded himself he's got a deadline. That's, that's right. a deadline. Oh, no, what am I doing talking to these guys? <laughs> Click. Hey, let's take a break and come back with more of the Diego's on 1116 SEN, Melbourne's home of sport. On 1116 SEN, the four Diego's. Thanks for your company tonight. Just off the text message here, Bonas Noches, Diego's. What is the record number of goals for an EPL season? Uh, the way Man United has begun, they'll score 125 plus Wayne in Huntingdale. Well, I've just uh, spoken to our research department. <laughs> really? That's cool. And, uh, You've got a really quick computer there. Oh, no, no, no. Look, no, no. It's just. Just yeah, um, the top of your head. Just, uh, yep. just yelled out, okay, guys. Um, Chelsea, <laughs> yeah. in 2009-10, yep. scored 103 goals yeah. in a season. The so special one. This, the special one, yep. yep, under the special one. Yep. And um, and there you go. So 103 goals. Manchester United are on what at the moment? They're on uh, 10 goals after three games. Can you tell so, me who they've played so far, Rodrigo? Man, Man United, for all those fans out there. Who have they played? Well, they've just played. Oh, hang on, I'll just check with. They played Leicester. Yeah. I know that. Just yeah, check with the research Leic- department. They played Leicester. They played uh, Burnley. Swansea. Swansea. And Swansea. Not Burnley. They haven't played Burnley. Oh, well, I think they've played. They've, they've, they've played, um, they've played three West Ham. Very... West Ham, Swansea, and Leicester. Three powerful, powerful teams. You reminisced before the show, Carlos, with Finey as he walked out. Um, West yeah. Ham sitting yeah. sitting on the bottom of the table. Yeah, I don't look at the ladder until no, 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 no. I don't look at the ladder until after Christmas. Rodgers, they'll be riding high <laughs> yeah, by Christmas. Yeah. Ma- imagine so. when uh, Zlats is back in that uh, Man United squad too. He's 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 rejoined them. That's an interesting one too, Vinny, because everyone's suggesting with Lukaku being the superstar who's scoring goals, a big recruit and everything like that, that Slats will come back and accept 
the number two role. Maybe come <laughs> off the bench. Can you imagine? No. Have, have you seen the, the shape he's come back in? The guy's cut. He, he, he won't pretty fit, actually. Absolutely. And, uh, and the, the dedication, like, apparently, Jose Mourinho wanted to re-sign him. I mean, it's all come out now that he's re-signed him. And everyone thought that they were sort of wondering this and that. They were, Jose Mourinho was in no doubt. As soon as he started rehabbing, he was, he was apparently first there in the morning, last to leave at night. Apparently, the people in the kitchen <laughs> were leaving his little cut sandwiches on the bench and they switched off the light and they told him it's there for you. That's, he's doing the Rocky. This guy's doing so Rocky stuff. Is right? it the crusts off his sandwiches? <laughs> I don't know. But they were salad. You need it for Rocky. Yeah, it was a salad <laughs> sandwich. It's a salad and chicken, apparently. You know, white chicken, none of the skin. But he was, be- he was in the freezer beating the carcass. <laughs> That's true. That's true. So, uh, look, I, I can't no imagine that, uh, the, that Slats Ibrahimovic is going to accept being no, he'll play, a backup to Lukaku. He'll play League Cup. The FA Cup, he won't accept that. You, you wouldn't. You don't yeah. need to accept that. You, you're going to no. put him in. You can have them both. Yeah. You can have. You can find that if, if you could put I mean, Rooney guy, in with. He scored. With 20, he scored 28 goals mm. in 40 games or 45 games uh. last year, and and he still got injured quite late. If you remember, I mean, the guy was yeah. prolific. So why would he think in his mind, oh, yeah, I'm just a backup to Lukaku? He wouldn't be thinking no. that at all. His shots on goal, and yep. there were many that were saved, and and many that were just. You know, a bit, little bit yeah. wide. So his shots on goal tally would be huge. Yep. So Manchester City are still the team to beat, though, aren't they? I mean, Manchester United have started well and they look good and they've signed players, but you'd have to think, wouldn't you, that they're still Manchester City are the team to beat, Carlos. They're, they're the team under, I think, most pressure. Or their their manager, mm. Pep Guardiola. You know, the uh, you know the man who was going to come here and win everything. Uh, I think last year was a very very disappointing year. He's got a problem in that team with Aguero. Uh, I mean, on the weekend, started on the bench, sulking, gets into a fight with a Stewart. <laughs> I mean, uh, Mike's sort of saying, oh, that was terrific that I played. I don't think it's a good look. No. Where a player is getting to a fight with a, with a you know, ground Stewart. Yeah. Uh, and then when the when they're separating him, he wants to you know hold me back, hold me back type stuff, right? Um, I don't know. These but guys... for all the um for all their the signings, it's taken Raheem Sterling to come off the bench twice. Yep. To get them results. I mean, I know they probably haven't starred, and they're. I mean, you don't need to be super impressive early in the season, but. It's interesting. Yeah, but what would it do to Raheem Sterling that he scored two goals in the first three games and he came off the bench and, and, and won, the, won, game, and won yep. the game on the weekend and he's still spoken about as being the make-weight mm. in a transfer deal. Now, Warren, you've been rejected a lot in your well, life. I've been a make-weight. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. you've been rejected a lot in your you, life. Yeah, you've yeah, never yeah. made weight. So yeah, how yeah. would Raheem Sterling <laughs> be feeling right now? Because he's a guy who's not wanted, but he may have to stay at the club anyway. He's got an ego, so I think he'd be... The, the little man, the jockey <laughs> that Raheem Sterling yeah, is. Yeah. He'd be ready to come home, wouldn't he? To Liverpool? Yeah. Yes. Would you oh, take him? I think you'd take him, absolutely. No, you wouldn't. That, do you reckon the cop? No, no. They, no, they would never t- accept no, him No, you'd take him on ability. You wouldn't take him in the no, circumstances. Not, I'm not talking. It's not Klopp's decision. No, no. It's the crowd's decision. Yeah, it's no, the fan's he, decision. Sterling, though, has suffered. He's suffered the desire of being tempted by a... You know, a beautiful lady, and it was fine for a while, and she's just moved on. So he hasn't—he hasn't achieved his potential, Rames. No, no, and because he doesn't play enough. I mean, to me, you get attracted to 
to Man City. Every player is earning £125,000 a week. And in normal circumstances, you'd think, oh, well, I can deal with the fact I'm not playing every week. But it seems to me, at the essence of professional sport, forget the money. It's you wanting to play as often as you can. And these concepts of big squads, I think some players accept it, but other players find it very difficult to accept. So you're saying Raheem Sterling's quite happy to be a bit part player? No, no. Wasn't there a story when he was at Liverpool where he did want to sprint at training? Yeah, yeah. Because he, he wanted to save himself for the game? Yes. Yeah, yeah. And, and Klopp's the sort of manager that runs <laughs> you into the ground at training? Yeah, stuff you, son. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Hey, by the way, we just fired the guy in the research department. Ancelotti was the coach in uh, Oh, sorry. Oh, yeah, I took a guess. That's, no, it was the guy in the... Uh, yeah, yeah, it's true. We, did, I don't did we get know, something... No, his name anymore. Who's no, well, up at this time texting yeah, us and right. clar- Mind you, you pay peanuts, you get monkeys. So, that's true. I mean, that's true. That's <laughs> those we, damn interns, that, yeah. you know, these university interns, yeah. just, they're just no good these days. And days. there's good. no more proof of that, Warren, than <laughs> the four Diego's. <laughs> <laughs> hey, just, just quickly, um, I wonder if uh, Arsene Wenger will get the heave ho if uh, this year's turns out um do you think he'll uh, no, I, could be the next Socceroos coach I, I don't <laughs> think based I, I don't think Arsenal no matter how bad this season goes I don't think the guys at the top of Arsenal would be prepared or willing to do that because they weren't prepared to do it last mm. season no, no, when no. they had I, every I could tell you it was so bad on the weekend it was so lame that effort that even players within the squad were saying it was absolutely humiliating and embarrassing. We had uh, pundits like Jamie Carragher and Gary Neville. I don't think they've been stronger in their words. It was the least competitive team I've ever seen. Now, you put another couple of those in the next three or four weeks, or even one more of those in the next three or four weeks, that board of directors at Arsenal may have to make a decision. Where they're a listed company, so... The curious thing, really, is that they... With the FA Cup win, they had a an exit strategy that would have suited everyone. Yeah. He would have saved face. I would have, would thought, have gone on yeah, a high. I agree with you, Vinny. I but, thought that that was he was going to make a decision, mm. his own decision, and not as a loser, but as yeah. a winner. Yep. And I thought that was a really big mistake they made there because that sort of when you're three games in and you deliver what they delivered on the weekend. Really, you know, that's not tiredness. Yeah. That that's just not playing for your manager. That's a very um, big wrap of the English Premier League tonight. Oh, but yeah, we need we the, need to take the a break. Only comp in the world to talk about really at the moment, and come back with more of the Diego's on eleven sixteen SEN Melbourne's home of sport. On eleven sixteen SEN, the four Diego's. Hey, just before we go, a big topic in a very short time. How is the Greater Geelong bid going to join the A-Leg, Darren, in Armstrong Creek? Well, I was in Geelong last week uh, emceeing an FFV uh, community and business lunch. <laughs> town hall? Uh, town yeah, hall. T- town hall is my own town hall. Mm-hmm. And talked to Stevie Horvat. <laughs> ah, yes. And they've got huge, huge plans. But they, don't, they, they can't make a decision about what they're going to do because FFA have delayed the whole bid process. But they're deadly serious. And I'm not talking about a couple of, a couple of million here. I'm talking about, you know... Six figures multiplied by multiplied by multi- seven figures. Sorry, multiplied by multiplied by multiplied. <laughs> hundreds but of millions. They're colours. talking about big, big money investing in that club. So it'll be interesting to see that they see it as a West Sydney Wanderers type uh, model here in Melbourne. Wow. Mm. 
Exciting stuff. Hey, tomorrow night, don't forget the Socceroos take on Japan I'm in nervous. Saitama, 8.30 uh, kickoff. So make sure you support the Socceroos. Hey, that's it for this week's show. Back next Wednesday. So remember, Carlos. We'll Puerto Rican girls hang out. We'll, we'll be there. there. We'll be Samba, Rumba and La Bamba. We'll, we'll be there. there. We'll be there with girls with fruit on their head and balls at their feet. We'll, we'll be there. there. Wherever gringos play football, we'll, we'll be there. there. We are the Four Diego. Oh,